Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. Right, um, let's check if we're live. Uh, this is a pretty hectic start. <laughs> I know it is. Has been a busy, busy morning. Um, right, let's have a little look if we're. Are we Let's live? literally check if we're live. Oh, after they're live. It is um, strange because it feels like a Monday, but we know it's a Tuesday. Laura Collins is here. here. And Laura... Laura's managed to sneak in before we're live. <laughs> I'm sure that she's here. Um, right, let's have a little look. Yeah, it looks like we're live. Great stuff. Great to be back. Um, yeah, hope everyone had a wonderful bank holiday weekend. Yeah. Um, Let's have a look. Who we got then? Let's have a look. We got Shona, of course. We got Laura, Bri Bri, probably well, mate. Uh, we got Marky V. Um, I think he was at some car festival. That looked great. Laura, how you doing? Um, great stuff. If you have joined us, Marky V at a car festival. He's, he's you, doing... you only looks tuk tuks. <laughs> That's the only car you need, mate. Tuk tuk. You never know. Gav Forager, it's a pretty good uh, adventure name. Pretty apt as well, I'd say. I was going to say that was uh, it's a bit of foraging on the weekend. Yeah, wasn't it? Paula Brewer, also pretty apt. <laughs> for the weekend we've had kim williams uh we got leah leah great stuff um i believe we've got one of i think it's vicky on vicky on the comments today or is jody on the comments i think one of them are, are there it's, it's a busy busy morning uh yeah because of the, the long weekend and um we had a couple of days last week mm. where we were at the gone wild festival was it last week? Like yesterday we Sorry, were still yesterday there. It, it was uh takedown was yesterday yeah gone wild with um some Bear grills. Some bear. Bear grills. Yeah, it was great. Um, that was a really good weekend. Highly recommend it if you're, um, you know, maybe for next year, um, if you, if you're planning a very well run event. Yeah. And it was it was good. Uh, we, we got to chat to a lot of ever trekkers who paid us a visit. Uh, we got to um, chat with people who were planning their their adventures. And I suppose the 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 reason for today, because um, we did have something else planned for today, but the um, the questions that cropped up, and we were like, let's let's, let's talk about those because there was a lot yeah. of people. Looking to go on their first adventure with us, not just with us, but um, you know, high altitude trekking as a whole. Um, there were also some some families who were looking to go with their children, and I, I knew it was I say children, they were probably teenagers, but yeah, it was basically 
some of those quite some of those big questions that come up um you know around like you know what was good what would be good for my first track um how difficult are they um you know and and really some of those sort of classic questions i know a lot of i have a trackers who join us quite regularly um uh, yeah i know uh, you, you probably heard this all before but we thought it'd be really valuable to, to talk about it to, again and talk about the the bare necessities um of your first track you've done there it's almost like um yeah, we, we, we like a plan, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I think if we can if we can divide, and you'll be able to see that bear in the middle. Rosie did that. It's quite classic, actually. Not, I, think, I think we need to frame that. Not three minutes ago. I think it would... Um, do you reckon... Is this a bit like Banksy? Do you reckon she's going to get famous? She could do. She's going to get famous. She could do. I don't know if that bear will be the one that does it, but I definitely think that's paved the way. But yeah, no, Rosie's <laughs> the type of girl that I can just run out of this room at any minute and say, Rosie, I need a picture of a bear right now. <laughs> And I'm still holding the pen. But yeah, it, mean, it meant that my heart rate was 84 when we started because it was a lot of baffing around. I nearly knocked over a shelf. Um, <laughs> it's all good, Dave. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with uh, with the weekend as well, we did have a little competition at the weekend, um, which was um, similar to when we done at Keswick Mountain Festival Adventure Travel Show, um, which was guess the weight of the, uh, the trekking bag. So to yeah. win some equipment. Now, I know most of you are live, um, wouldn't be able to see it. Maybe we've got some... Uh, people who uh, were at the festival, if you're on the live today, awesome, because I know we've been getting people uh, saying, right, we're going to be on the live. But we'll also be doing that announcement today um, as well with a, the lucky winner of £700 worth of trekking gear. Yeah. But Dave, yeah, where should we start today? I think we should start with Leah's uh, link there to okay. uh, the bacteria that lives on a festival wristband. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, fine. Still got it on. I, I, they kind of do live on my, my hand here. I've gone wild. Yeah. Um, oh, be a necessity. Be a necessity. <laughs> of course, the hydrated Yeti would say that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So I'll get us back on track. Um, yeah. So nice, yeah, nice. see that steering us. That was yeah, steering us in the right direction. Um, yeah. So basically, we wanted to talk a little bit about a lot of the questions that kept yeah. coming up over the weekend, and we Classics. called it the bare necessities. But what it really means is, where do you start? Yeah. with these adventures um what adventure is right for you and perhaps what you need to set in place in order to have that adventure happen exactly. for you yeah. um you know a lot of people were saying um i would actually say killy was 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 flavor of the month at the festival very popular wasn't it very popular and, but and then machu picchu i think yeah. a lot of people were you know guessing away the bag and, and you know you can you can have a little look they're putting what's next and the yeah, machu picchu was was the big one yeah. i mean um i know if you've been around the community we've been talking about machu a lot yeah, exactly. And but one of their questions was, oh, I'd love to do Killy. It's always been something that I've dreamt of doing. Yeah. Um, do you think I could get there? And then our yeah. next question is, well, 100% you can. But what, what do you think you need in order yeah. to get there? And when we talk about fitness and equipment and training and all those little stepping stones you've got to put in place, follow the yellow brick road. Or, well, in Killy, be more reddish, reddish orange. Reddish orange, jungle. There is a red brick road, isn't there? You can see it, I think, in the movie next to the yellow one. Where does that go? The red brick. I'm not sure. Maybe there's maybe Good there's question some, for maybe community. There, yeah, maybe there's some Wizard of Oz enthusiasts that can mm. see. Am I right in saying I remember a red brick one? You're testing my knowledge now. Yeah, no. They, they all know. Weekend, they all I know. Am. These people all know. But yeah, so <laughs> if we were to take, say, um Kilimanjaro as an example, yeah, yeah. So let's role play it. Oh my god. I've seen you on the Tuesday tuning, but now I'm just seeing you in real life. Can I can I can I hold you? Andy, I really no get off. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted to go to Kilimanjaro. Wow, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. I do a little bit of trekking and I have an interest, but mm. 
can I do it? It's a bit scary. Yeah, you can. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, seriously. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good question. Exactly played out, and I would definitely say that Killy. I mean, just just from experience, I wouldn't necessarily say. Sorry, necessities then necessarily. Yeah. It's it put me off. Um, say that Killy would be your first, but I know some people who have done Killy and it's their first. Yeah. Um, again, something we've said on the weekend, and we say this a lot, is that if you get out of a pack on your back, you're into tracking, you're into the outdoors, and you've got some motivation, it's something that you think and you want to do, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, you don't need to be superhero fitness. Fitness helps, means you have a more enjoyable time. But for a first-timer, I mean, you know, because let's talk about the trips we do. We've got Everest Base Camp, the classic route. Uh, you've got Kilimanjaro, the long way via the Mosho. You've got Machu Picchu on the Tomakea route, the remote way, the Hidden Valley. Uh, we've got Tubcal, the weekender, or the, or the eight days. You know, these are, I would say, you, you could you could do any of those for the first time. 100%. Yeah. Um, there's days in each of those that are probably just as challenging as others. I'd say out of all those, maybe you've got um, the day on base camp, uh, reaching base camp because you're, you're high, you know, altitude-wise, and then summit night yeah on killy and summit night on tubcal very yeah. very challenging aren't they what why, why are we bringing up <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, 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 that was yeah. accidental very challenging for me actually yeah but i'm going back in uh in december, december. and i'm gonna get to this one time we're gonna smash it um but yeah no it is very challenging yeah that's one of the things that we always say because another popular question is yeah. you know can i bring my child who's you know 13 14 yeah. that type of age um and one thing i always say is that it's not necessarily all about fitness on mm. when it comes to summit night on these big mountains yeah although that does play a big part and it will keep you chugging along so it's really important to be as fit as you can be but also it's quite mentally challenging because you'll be going for a long time without sleep um you know a lot of people can trek in the dark a lot of people can trek at altitude and mm. a lot of people can trek while they're sleep deprived but to do all three of those things in one sort of tough. in one sort of day um into night it, it is it is quite a challenge um so i actually think you know being mentally prepared for that tough day and yeah um i would even suggest doing a couple of night hikes um and trekking through the night you know maybe yeah. you know starting at midnight and trek till six in the morning on a in, in, a, in a safe environment would would probably put you in a in a mm. really good stead for it because it'll, it'll get you used to that feeling yeah exactly it's quite funny actually leah um uh, quite poignant i should say don't you just show them this leah's everest it's a good point it's a really good point um you know we were chatting with uh, lots of parents because it's you know um the gone wild is is definitely popular for, for families let's say 80 percent of the people there are families and um you know there were certainly a lot of questions around that you know some of them were maybe like 12 some of them were like 15 16. yeah and you're certainly um you know when you're thinking about that age it is dependent on them there's some 14 year olds that are also you know into the outdoors into hiking they're probably more equipped and ready than some adults you know yeah. because they're, they're you know some adults that necessarily aren't into trekking or hiking or altitude um or at all not into the outdoors so then you've got to coax them outdoors and show them show them the way well some adults can be prone to overthinking children perhaps less so but maybe they might be a <laughs> bit overwhelmed they do know, need some so, guidance yeah so it's just mm -hmm. about kind of training that mind to kind of sit yeah. in the middle you know and i was super excited when i was in the yeah. tent i didn't get a wink of sleep before we went to summit night so by the time i got to the summit i'd already been awake 24 hours see i had a little bit of sleep that's probably not uh, uh, more challenging i had none because i was mm -hmm. I, the whole time i was lying there yeah 
I was thinking, I've got to get up in a couple hours and go, okay, <laughs> I'm going to the summit in a few hours. It's like Christmas. How am way. I supposed to sleep with that? Oh, also, it's really annoying to sleep with someone when they're like, yeah, yeah, I grab a few hours. Like, just gone instantly. And I'm looking at him like, how? I don't know anyone does that. Yeah, no. Andy has got a switch <laughs> in his head. He literally just flicks into sleep mode and he's gone instantaneously. It's, um, I've never seen anything quite like it. With me, it takes me a long time. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I like my sleep. And it was like, right, okay, sleep. It's not like I'm hypnotizing myself. You accidentally hit the, <laughs> you accidentally hit the switch the one time when we were walking up. Oh, that, yeah, that that's funny. right. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, accidentally definitely. slipped and hit the switch on the wall because um, I was walking and we were, everyone was feeling pretty tired, mm. maybe 40 minutes from the summit. Yeah. And uh, the sun was about to rise and we kind of had an idea it was going to be beautiful. So um, I sit back and I think, oh, I can't wait for Andy. And then <laughs> he was only like a few yards behind me. And then I look back and I can see this man like this. <laughs> like, Mate, just, just walking it's with like, him, walk, like, like literally. Split second. Like, and I was thinking like, is he asleep when still walking? I was like, Andy, like, yep, 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 it's all good. And then Mate, we, you know what? That 10 seconds, because I, I clearly mapped it out of my mind. I mean, just, you know, you like, this is a, like a, it's a straight line. There's no obstacles. Yeah, fine. As long as I keep my balls, I'm all right. <laughs> That'll give me another hour. Yeah. Hour yeah, of trekking. Yeah. Right? But what, what, whatever need, whatever you need to do to make it happen. Um, but yeah, and, and, and going back to what we talked about there around, um, you know, families and, and trekking. It really is, in terms of first treks, any of those that we've just talked about, um, you know, the Tupcals, um, you know, you've got the Everest Base Camp, you've got the Killy, um, you know, they're, they're the Machu Picchus. Um, you know, I'd say out of all of them, probably the easiest would be Machu Picchu if it was a, a first. But you could get away and do all, any of them first time. Yeah. You know, there are there are some out there. And again, it, you can do any treks first time if, you know, if, if, if you're a certain type of individual. Um, there are some that we definitely say are more challenging. Yeah. You know, things like um, Climbing Island Peak, Mara Peak, Three Peaks, Three Passes, K2 Base Camp, um, you know, Aconcagua. You know, these are, um, you know, it, we look at uh, Summits of Fire. These, I would say, are treks that it's good to have some altitude experience at least. I mean, you don't have to, but it, it just, you're not, you're not going to struggle as much. And, you know, I'd say, you know, if we, if we were looking at splitting it into kind of yeah. levels, um, that would be it. I mean, if you go on our website, by the way, and do check out, there is a little kind of gauge and it, it is split into four and some of them like hard, strenuous, you know, like extremely difficult. They're, they're a good kind of, um, you know, gauge to see, uh, you know, what sort of challenge is going to be. But I'd say just, just you know, on, on the Tuesday tuning today, if you were to split those groups, um, those, those, those tracks, that would be the split for me. Yeah. If we were talking about it, um, you know, Elbrus again would be probably on the harder one. But again, I know we're not running trips at the moment for obvious reasons. He, he needs to calm down before <coughs> he can uh, send stuff. He does need to calm down yeah. uh, without, um, without putting his name on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't we'll give him the time of day. But um, yeah, Kim Williams has said Gavin does that, falls asleep in 0.5 seconds. Andy's wondering what's taking him so long. Um, <laughs> sometimes, like, like literally, Andy yeah. can, like, you know, what's that? Uh, it was a famous uh, uh, Muhammad Ali quote that kind of applies to you. Okay. You can turn the light off and be in bed before the room gets dark. Fast <laughs> wow. asleep. That is quick. Muhammad Ali <laughs> said, yeah, I'm so quick. When I turn off the light, I'm in bed before the room gets dark. That is classic. Same for you, and except you managed to fall asleep as well. I do. Yeah. And have a wonderful dream. Um, but yeah, with, uh, so yeah, with the track. So we talked about which one will be your first. Then would you say... Uh, you know, like we will go, let's go into specifics now. Mm. Um, let's talk about Machu Picchu because yeah. I know we, we, we talked a lot about that last week. Had a lot of people booking over last week on there, and a lot of people ask, you know, okay, 
cool, really interested, but how difficult is Machu Picchu? And I think, you know, the trekking side of it, because, uh, you know, even though, you know, it's like sort of 12 days, you know, you're actually only trekking in terms of out there, you, you, on, on the, in, in terms of not acclimatizing, but trekking for six days. Um, and out of those days, actually one of them is 4,900 meters. Yeah. Um, and again, there's always that one day that's kind of sticks out on all of our trips. There's always one that's really hard, but it's very doable. I'd say if we were lining all of our trips up, I'd probably say that Machu Picchu was one of the easiest. Not say it's easy because they're all challenging yeah. and they're all, um, you know, they'll all test you in different ways. Um, but I would definitely say that it's, you know, that route. Um, and, and just because of the way it is and trekking the Machu Picchu would be the easiest out of, of some of the trekks. I would say so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all relative because mm. anytime you trek to 4,900 odd meters, it's mm. never going to be easy. You know, so yeah. it's, it's never a walk in the park. But I would say Machu Picchu is one of those that kind of blends a lot of different elements into our yeah. trips. Some of our trips are all about the summit. Some of them, are kind <coughs> of, you know, are pretty much all about like the journey. So yeah. I'm thinking like base camp is for me more about the journey than it is perhaps even reaching base camp. Yeah. I always say base camp's a convenient excuse to trek for 11 days in Himalaya. Yeah. Kili, it's all about the summit, same as the other peaks. Machu Picchu blends a lot of those different things in. So that's why it's I think it has mix. such a broad appeal because mm. obviously you've got a, a, an incredible uh, ancient civilization and the history that goes yeah. along with that there that you're going to be able to kind of experience. You're going to be, you know, there's camping in a very kind of remote area where not many other trekkers are. Yeah. So you have that kind of wild camping experience. And then you've got the altitude when you go over the Tokyo Pass. So it's yeah. got to have that little element of altitude in there. So you're going to feel yeah. what it's like to be at nearly 5,000 meters. Um, yeah. So I, there's a lot of stuff that's wrapped up in it. But because it's not so intense, I mean, you are intense for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because it's not so intense as the <laughs> um, as some of the others, mm. it has like a, a broader appeal. I think that's what's really great about it. You can yeah. take someone who's never been to altitude before. They can go there and get a taste for everything. Yeah. And you know what? From that, who knows what it'll springboard onto? You know, like, oh, I really love the altitude bit. I want to go higher. Or yeah. do you know what? I really loved, like, you know, the, the camping and the trekking part of it. What other trek can I do that incorporates that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I really like that trip. Exactly. And, um, you know, there's some good comments as well. I think Andrew's mentioned there about Langtang, Annapurna Base Camp, two more doable first treks. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Um, you know, we don't we don't do Langtang yet. Uh, maybe in the in the in the future. On the radar. Um, but Annapurna Base Camp is one that we do, and I'd certainly say, yeah, it's definitely um, one of the easiest. Again, not easy, but easiest treks that we do. Um, uh, the circuit is a bit more challenging, uh, but Annapurna Base Camp, uh, because you only just go just over four thousand meters, uh, you compare it to Everest Base Camp, you go to uh, over you know almost five and a half. Mm -hmm. You can include Kalapatar. Um, then yes, certainly. Um, and a put a base camp is, is is definitely one of those. But again, we go we go back to what we said at the beginning is that you can do any of these trips if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, uh, for if you know for first timers, if you really fancied it, I mean, the first time I went to altitude was Everest. You know, um, again, I know we kind of jumped in the deep end, but uh, you, you certainly quickly learn <laughs> about altitude and, and everything that comes with it. Um, and then going back, it, it doesn't seem so difficult anymore. Um, because you, you you kind of you know your brain, you know, I've been to base camp uh, Everest base camp five times. You that sort of muscle memory really about what you do altitude and and, and especially how you look after your body um, because you do those simple things. Um, that challenge 
definitely becomes easier. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to Killy, different experience because of the, the altitude profile is different. Um, same with Tubecal. Having any experience for altitude, I knew how to look after my body. So, you know, you, you kind of, you, you know, you, you have to drink heaps of water and you've got to, you've got to keep the energy up with the food up, even mm. if, because something I experience at um, altitude a lot, um, uh, you, you don't really suffer with this as much as I, I lose my appetite. Mm. Um, it's great for me. <laughs> I always sit next to him at dinner. <laughs> you have my leftovers. <laughs> um, but I know I, I need to get this stuff down. So sometimes you will see me, I'm just forcing the food down because I need the fuel for the day after. Otherwise I'm going to be bonking on that day. It is hard. Big time. It is hard. Mm. I mean, um, I've only ever experienced a loss of appetite on Tupcal, and that wasn't altitude related. Yeah. It was just general ill related, but it kind of did give me a little, a lot of these stuff because, you know, we can't go on a trip and experience yeah. everything that everyone experiences first time because it is an individual experience. Yeah. But actually having lost my appetite and understanding then what it's like for those people that are maybe <coughs> four days into an 11 day trek and you know they have to force it one of the things actually when it comes to the bare necessities i would say some of the stuff you bring with you has got to be correct yeah because in those situations having some comfort food some of your favorite chocolate some of your favorite sweets something you can just sit and wolf down um you know whether you're hungry or not um really can make a big difference because sometimes yeah. you just need those calories um and funny enough um i knew how to look after my body on tutel and funny enough that was turning around uh but when i got back to the hotel i was just i was literally just sitting there drinking bottles of water and forcing spicy pringles spicy pringles wow so, so the only thing i could find it was the <laughs> only carbs thing, it was weird it was the only thing i could stomach was those spicy yeah. pringles that was all i could i could do yeah, if you're feeling if you're not feeling the best sometimes you just gotta you, you gotta try and look after the mind a little bit and get and you know if it cheers you up yeah by having something like that it helps doesn't it um but yeah we got some um, more homemade tablet us. that brings me back to my childhood in scotland homemade tablet i mean uh, what's that it, it's like a it's like a kind of um like a caramel toffee no not caramel okay. like a toffee type thing highland yes. toffee basically but not quite um i'm hard <laughs> to describe it really but it's got it's very sweet it's very sweet it's like pure sugar but it's really tasty very okay. popular up there let's give it a go i'll get one of my, um, my family to send something uh, Jordan, Jordan, when are you announcing the winners for Gone Wild? Yeah, we will be um, doing that in about five, ten minutes. Um, so, yeah, do do hang on. We will be um, talking about that as well. we got some new people here. we got um, Stephen Halls. How are you doing, Steve? Hope all is well. Paula, um, uh, she's just joined as well. Paula, hope you're well. Uh, uh, Richard, John, uh, hey, everyone. Uh, God, all the, this tablet. People are talking about the tablets. I'm going to have to try one. Have you, I can't believe all the times you've been mm. to Scotland you've never tried tablet. I know. I'm going to get some. There we go. I'll I'm well, next time we're up, I'll, do you know what, I'll, I'll try know, it. I've just realised something, and then, mm -hmm. um, I remember if I whisper it to you, maybe the guys won't realise, but you know we're announcing the winner. Yes. Do we want it written on a board? Like, no, do you, do we don't because, because if we do, I'm going to have to lean over here subtly <laughs> and just kind of like get that done. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all good. Um, but yeah, a little, little bit different um, sort of one today. Um, but yeah, Sophie asked a good question, actually. Just talking. Well, I know we're talking about... Um, which one's for first timers, you know, which one, you know, which one's the easiest, difficult. Um, but yeah, which UK trekking challenges will prepare you best for your trips? Mm. In particular, Killy in terms of hours, hiking, walking at night, walking on limited sleep. Oh, excuse me. Um Dave, what would you what would you kind of advise? I mean, I I'm Honestly, generally I'm thinking just get it out there anyway. Yeah, I think you know, I think if you want to prepare for the mm. summit night on Killy, because yeah. the other the other seven days you can prepare for just by going for like a long long walk with some hills in summit night is really the bit that kind of like tests your 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 mental fortitude yeah. honestly do you know what popped into my head as soon as you said that 
like a three peaks challenge or something like that yeah a three, peak, good. a three yeah. peaks challenge where you're going to be awake for a long time yeah um you're going to involve some night hiking um and you're going to be you know on a going up and down the hill with a torch and things like that i would say something like that or even yeah. just probably a night hike of ben nevis maybe because it's quite a long drag to the top quite a long drag down yeah um so it, but at night time i will say be very careful because a lot of people underestimate ben nevis we were up there recently in the summer yeah. um and we saw the chopper going and picking someone up at night so i would perhaps recommend getting a qualified guide to take you up there at night but that's what i'm kind of thinking like something like a three peaks challenge something like that gets you out trekking at night and something yeah. that tests you when you haven't had much sleep because that's the tricky bit um is is, is personally i think staying sharp and watching where your foot are going yeah. and and all, but but also kind of like doing that whilst you're tired is quite difficult that would be my advice but other than that, I would say just keep doing what you're doing in terms of trekking, getting out there and just putting strength and endurance in your legs. Yeah. It's, it's about muscle memory. And when you're mountain fit and you're able to go up and down these hills without any aches and pains and your legs are strong, that really can carry you when the, when you start sort of uh, you know, getting tired. Emily, <laughs> uh, Ben Nevis of a hangover would be pretty good training. Yeah, that's, that's probably going to do it. <laughs> but no, um, as Dave said, it, it, you know, there are certain ones you can that can mentally train you. But I think it is, it is literally just getting out there and, and yeah, doing some night hikes, whatever that may be. Um, you don't think you have to do these things, sort of challenges to be able to do them. But it's certainly going to, um, you know, help. Yeah. Um, just in terms of the, the amount of time you're out there doing these things, it'll give you that confidence as well. I think whenever we've achieved something and, you know, um, get that feeling of you know whether you do a half marathon whether you you reach the summit of ben nevis or you know ultra marathon looking at uh, katie there talking about 100 kilometers in two days mate that sounds like a beast mm. um but no that gives you the confidence then to be okay well i've done that i've achieved that um i know what i'm capable of um and that will give you that mental kind of strength really to, to realize that whatever comes your way you're gonna you're gonna be okay yeah. you can do it and that that will go a long long way regardless of how fit you are because you're so mentally strong because you've got that well i know i can do that um so i'm going to be able to do that and i think as well that goes with our trips i think getting to have a space camp the first time it does give you confidence um knowing that you can get you know, especially because you you know how to manage your body mm -hmm. and you can call what what else is there you know okay i, I can get to five and a half thousand meters and i know that you know if i take my time if i drink the water if i go out there with enjoy myself i can get to five and a half thousand meters what's next you know how how, how tall can i go yeah um you know you, you, the world's your oyster and it's really doing these challenges that's what it gives you doesn't it and you need to cut in here you owe stefan a point <sighs> did i say his name wrong yeah <laughs> to be fair that that one i've known people with that with that i know stefan's been on before sorry stefan I hope all is well, mate. All as well, but yeah, I, I I probably do owe quite a lot of pints off Tuesday, Julian. Yeah, as do you. Yeah, luckily I only tend to pick the people that don't actually drink. So <laughs> you, you can get you can get Shona's name wrong until the cows come home. She doesn't drink. That, so. That's that's true. That's yeah, true. she'll she, still hold it against you though. No, yeah, it gets when you see it, it, like yeah, you say my name right, it gets brought up. It gets brought up. Yeah, but that's that's fair cup. That's fair cup. Actually, <laughs> Shona was funny because. When I was at Ben, I was preparing my meal all wrong to go on the, the Glencoe yeah. Challenge. She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, she called me out on my preparation for my banana and peanut butter rolls. And um, she, she, was, she was dead right. I messed them up. Exactly. So you, you didn't get everything right. You, you, you got that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, another one. It's, a... it's another one. That's the two. Sorry, mate. That's the two things I didn't quite finish. But yeah, mate, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, EBC via Goku next month. Yeah, a lot of people are preparing now. It's going to be a big autumn. We got a lot of trips going. Um, you know, Kili. We got uh, Machu Picchu going actually out to Peru next week. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, I don't know if some of the team are. Yeah, there's a lot of trips around at the moment. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to see the pictures. Yeah. Um, don't forget to post them in the group as soon as you're on your adventure, and and, and do tag us as well. Um, Dave, what we'll do, I reckon we'll we'll do this. Um, weigh in the bag. We did weigh it this morning, so we finally anyone that was at Gone Wild this weekend. Um, yeah, hands up if you were at Gone Wild this weekend. Let's have a look who's on the who's on uh, right now. Let's have a look. Put your give us a thumbs up or put an emoji of a bear. Mm. Um, whatever, whatever you want to do. Who, who, who is that gone wild? And um, hopefully we got someone uh, who's on the live. Um, I know we got some some of our uh, regular um, Tuesday tuners. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see. Uh, of course, Jordan, Jordan. Of course, he's there. Um, great stuff. And let's have a look. Who else have we got? Uh, yeah, if anyone else is bringing in, brilliant. But Dave, yeah, we we have weighed it. Yeah. What was the weight? You don't remember. Uh, I, okay, I'm going to go with it was eight point point one seven seven eight point no. seven kilos. <laughs> no, eight eight point one seven eight point one seven. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, eight point one seven eight point one seven. It was this morning. So yeah, if you did guess, um, now it's prize draw anyway, so you didn't need to get it right. Um, but the uh, it did give you an extra entry into the prize draw, and then we did that this morning. And we just want to lift up the bag just to show everyone. It's oh, wonderful. Oh, Go on, Dave. You can yeah. do it. You can, you can imagine you've got the. Eight, this eight. is eight point one kilos. It. <laughs> so I haven't been to the gym. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There's the bag. Brilliant. This is the one that you all picked up and uh, add a little weigh. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. What is in here, by the way? I wouldn't open it. I, I don't, I'm not planning. There's eight point one seven of non-trekking gear in non-trekking gear in that bag. So <laughs> just to give it some weight. So I'm gonna go with crap we found in the van and car. Probably correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. There's definitely got biscuits in there. So out of everyone that uh, lifted, yes. who was the lucky winner? So we pulled out. Um, I feel like, like we need a we need a drum roll. You see, this is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I if I wonder what this sounds like. So we're gonna go with the winner. You're gonna announce it. Right? Okay. I'm gonna lead up. And yeah, the winner fine. of the way the bag competition and seven hundred pounds of attractive equipment is. Wow. Good vibration there. Uh, Emma Bergen Kisby. Um, yes, who, who did you won some trekking gear? So we'll be dropping her a, a message. It's, just, it's, it's two weeks in a row we've done the, like a winner announcement. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Emma. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be emailing you. Live, but we will be dropping her a message. Yep. Um, and great stuff. Yeah. But yeah, well done. There was always, we always like to do these little um, uh, competitions at festivals and things. And um, yeah, we, we always we always create some nice little buzz. Um, so Emma, yeah, uh, congratulations. I will be dropping you um, a message. Um, to everyone else uh, who entered, yeah, thanks for joining um, and, and taking part in that. It was good fun. We hope you had some of our goodie bags that you, you picked up. Um, don't forget to check out the, um, there is a little code in there uh, from the Gone Wild Festival. Uh, it does give you a little bit of discount until the 10th of September. Um, yeah, so I think it's £250 off. Uh, use wild 250 is the code so yeah if you if you want to jump on one of our trips wild um i know i wonder why i use that i don't know <laughs> you what you've gone wild mate 
I have <laughs> um, definitely gone um, something uh, over the weekend. But anyway, yeah, um, great stuff. We'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We've got a few questions around this, but, um, you know, around like first time tracking difficulty. But do throw some questions. I think we've got about four uh, or five questions already. But I'm catching some. I'm catching some. Um, some grief here about peanut butter and uh, banana. Oh, okay. Um, they, I, I think ooh. they go. I think they go together beautifully. Um, however, the mistake I made was I thought I'll make them the night before, ah. and then it was own. Shona said, "But your bananas will go brown overnight," and I realised that is exactly the case. So for some they reason, do. then I felt like I needed. I think I either ate the roll then or threw it away. And she was like, we could have just put it in the fridge and done them in the morning. And I was like, everything is going completely wrong. Um, and then I couldn't get my thing fitted to my lace. It, it, yeah. Don't know what it is. I bow down to superior trekking knowledge and ability. Well, you know, you, you've got a lesson now because next time you, you'll you'll do it in the morning. Well, the issue is, and I, I, I'd already done the challenge once before. <laughs> so I should have known. You should have known. I exactly. should have known. You should have known. Um, but no, it was great. But yeah, the... Um, uh, just, I think, who was it asking? I think Emily, maybe someone will be at festival ever up in Scotland. We haven't actually done a festival in Scotland. There wasn't, um, because of the type of festivals we go to, um, oh, hopefully, just a little warning about our internet connection. Hopefully, we're, we're still live. Um, yeah, sorry, just about festivals in Scotland. Yeah, we haven't actually come across or exhibited at least at, um, you know, um, any, any, any Scottish um, outdoor festivals. The closest one we've probably done is Keswick. We had a lot of our Scottish ever trekkers drive down and see us at Keswick. So um, generally, we are there every year. We've done it the last couple of years. Hopefully, we're going to do it again next mm -hmm. year. Um, uh, that or Kendall. Uh, we're going to look at doing that. But um, we haven't quite got any planned in Scotland yet. But uh, we love it. We know, oh, excuse me, um, it's a long way um, down to, to visit us. But yeah, uh, it would definitely be nice to meet you um, if you're ever at one of the festivals. Um, I, I know where, obviously, Gone Wild was as pretty far south as you can get um down in devon i enjoyed it it was a it was only a two hour drive well compared to the kind of the four and a half hour <laughs> but um brilliant I, to be honest it, it, yeah it's a different sort of vibe keswick mountain mm -hmm. festival is all about the events that take place during yeah, the day in the main really good really good festival. where this was uh it was a family oriented festival yeah. so it's not one of those that goes on till like three four in the morning um but it did they had some really good bands they had some really good uh, i really like reef they were like the highlight. They me. were good. Yeah, some classics. Reef were brilliant. They? Reef, Reef um, were brilliant. You forget they're just a rock and roll band. They're not just a one-hit wonder. Um, they were brilliant. And um, Ministry of Sound at the end, they were they really were good. good. Yeah, the music's definitely brilliant. But I think <clears throat> the the reason it does so well is because of all the activities. It's all about promoting the outdoors. Um, you know, some big challenges going on there. Um, obviously, they got some cool ones like um, you know survival skills and uh, the uh, obstacle course and stuff. You could throw axes, you could, um, you know, bow and arrow, I think was one. I um, was really good at the axe archery. throwing, if I remember right. Um, yeah, yeah, you weren't bad. Well, I think it was decided Room that, I think they were decided that on a Viking ship, uh, I'd be relegated to the kitchen. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be sent, I wouldn't be one of those, that, I wouldn't be a warrior. No, I think, um, yeah, but that's all right. I reckon next time, now you've got some experience doing it, you'll get it in. <sighs> Do you reckon? I'm not I, I sucked so bad at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we should have a look at some of these uh, questions. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it. Mate. Um, so I had uh, we've had one from Alessandra who said, yeah. how difficult is the three peaks, three passes compared to the uh, mm. straight EBC track? Um, it's three times harder. 
Um, so, wow. <laughs> almost. Um, yeah, it is a lot harder because it's a lot longer yeah. and you do have more spikes in altitude. So, yeah. you know, you've got like Renjola, um, uh, Kongmela, Kongmela Chola. Chola, but then you've also got Kalapatar. Mm-hmm. Um, you also go up Gokyo Ri. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of points during that trek where you actually get to quite high altitude. Um, so it is quite tough and physically taxing. I would say if you can do EBC and you think, yeah, I can do EBC, then you, you almost certainly can also do the three peaks, three passes. Yeah. Perhaps it's just about getting that extra bit of training in and preparing yourself for, for the difficulties because it, you know, you will have some, you know, dig in deep moments as you're getting up those, uh, those passes. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, again, we go back to what we said in the beginning about people choosing what they do for their first trek. We, we have had some, uh, ever trekkers who, the first time they went to altitude was the three peaks, three passes, yeah. you know, but they really threw themselves in the deep end and, and, you know, they, they, they clearly swam very well. Um, you know, they did, done really, really well. And the, it is tough because like Dave said, you're going over, you know, three high passes. Um, you know, you're, you're going to be over almost five and a half thousand meters, um, quite a few times on the trek. And that, yeah. that is demanding. I think cause it's a longer trek as well, because it's 19 days. So you're hiking 15, 16 days. You know that is it, it, it takes its toll on the body um so even you know even if you took out the the height even if you're just trekking similar altitude for that length of time it does you know it, it it's more about the stamina as well yeah and being able to to go out there for that length of time because we realize you know 19 days almost three weeks it's a lot of time to take out your life but um you know so some that's one of the reasons maybe it's not as popular as everest base camp because everest base camp is you know pretty much two weeks yeah um and it's a little bit uh, more reachable but yeah it's certainly certainly a challenge i'd say you know if you were talking at difficulty levels um i'd say it, it's always good if you have done some altitude or some some mountain time yeah. before um training wise probably very similar it's just those little bits because it's longer because you're at, um you know you're going over um three high passes that you know over a certain amount of days um, that's what gives, makes it more challenging because the ascent over the high passes they're all demanding yeah whereas on Everest Base Camp the classic route um, you've got a couple of big days but the, the big the hot one of the hardest being probably the, the the sort of seven eight nine ten hours that you go to base camp back mm. but you're not going to run any technical high high passes although you go through some glacial oh, yeah. valleys which are you know just you know, the, you know challenging there were some moments like Dougla Pass is hard yeah yeah um, that's what I was thinking of Kalimantar is hard yeah um and then you've got a couple of the the, the lower altitude days like namshi hill it's yeah. a big push um up to tengboche hill is a big push yeah so all of these things have challenges so when we say one's easy and the other really you know it's, it's all relative because it's all it is all you know none of them are easy yeah per se but yeah i think um andy's right yeah it's about just you know it's everything you do on ebc plus a bit more so have that ethos you know yeah preparing yourself mentally a little bit more yourself physically a little bit more um yeah good uh, question though good really, really good, good question. question uh what's next mate what's next? anthony horton's got a good question for you and uh, he says he's thinking about going to the altitude center is it worth it? ah nice yeah of course um so the partners at um altitude center um james sam the rest of the team brilliant um you know if if you're um anthony i'm i'm sure you're an ever tracker um obviously you're, you're part of our community um, in the members area, you will have a little form you can fill in and they, they will do um, have some personalized training plans for you. Um, I think there's costs for that. It's free to do, but if you want to follow up with any training, there, there are costs to it. 
but very worth it. I mean, you know, there's two ways you can go about it with this. I mean, don't think that it's necessary. Um, it's not a necessity. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, we talk about if it gives you confidence because you've gone there and, you know, you've gone through some some altitude training, um, you know, it gives you a bit of mental confidence and then that helps, right? Even if it helps, like 2%, it helps. Yeah. But, you know, on the flip side to that, don't think you have to go there to go on a trek. Um, you know, if it's something that you want to do and you, and you feel like it's a cool thing to do and you've got the budget as well, um, you know, because we know a lot of our, the ever trackers have had some of their um, sort of pre-acclimatization uh, equipment, um, like altitude tents, uh, also the altitude mask that you can get with the actual equipment that will physically reduce the yeah. amount of oxygen, almost si simulating the altitude, um, you know, uh, at home, which is, is awesome. Um, you know, and it's used more on climbing expeditions, like, you know, like Everest, at Summit, um, you know, a lot of 8,000 meter peaks use it, you know, K2. Yeah. There's a lot of companies out there that promote the, the pre-acclimatization. But for trekking or altitude, you know, we, we, we still stand by the, 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 the tried and tested acclimatizing on the trek. Um, you know, doing all the training you can before and then drinking enough water, going slow and doing the stuff on the trek. Um, you know, it's because that's what 99% of all of our ever trekkers do. Yeah. And the success rate we see with that, you know, it's hard for us then to, to kind of move and say, okay, all of our customers must be acclimatized. Yeah. Um, but look, you know, we've tried it out. It works. It's great. It's great to look at the science behind it. Um, and, you know, it's fascinating, isn't it? You know, anytime you can simulate something, it's quite cool. Um, and, you know, there are huge benefits, especially if you, um, uh, you know, some people do what they call altitude training, like you may have heard, like um, football teams or rugby teams or athletes training at altitude. Yeah. Because training at altitude, especially for an extended amount of time, scientifically proven, you know, you generate more red blood cells, you get more mm -hmm. oxygen traveling around the body. And then when you come back to sea level, for you know a two-week period or whatever, your body is is loving it. Yeah. It's loving that extra oxygen because it's used to the high altitude already. So yeah, it's kind of a way. I remember going over a space camp the day after getting back into the half marathon. So I've been at altitude for two weeks. It definitely helped out. My legs were tired, but my, my lungs felt great. Yeah. Um I stood on the side. <laughs> I remember. I remember just yeah, before I had a little hill. You on, I yeah. needed that support, Dave. I, I was I was yeah. struggling at that point. Yeah, and you know, I knew where to stand. Because yeah, it's a. It's a you've done a, it twice. I've done it twice before, but I knew where to stand when people are like, because it's the last five k, yeah. and you've got that hill that just stares at you, and you and and honest to God, <laughs> you hear some expletives as people come in that corner and see it. It's the same. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. I've got brilliant. a cool question, which is uh, okay. from Sarah Dickinson. Um, yes. Any last minute advice for? Um, sorry, 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 Sarah. We're gonna come. We're gonna come back to you. Okay. Um, I've actually got. Well, it was Sarah Bell that I meant to read out first. Uh, trekking the Annapurna circuit this week with a friend. Any oh, wow. tips, tricks, and advice? Um, first of all, you've already, one. you've already done the hardest bit, which is by deciding to go. Yeah. I think my tips, tricks, and advice are make sure that you travel. Um, you know, when you're on the trek, you do you're going at your own pace. Yeah. Make sure you're not gaining your altitude too quickly. Um, uh, don't feel if you feel like you're rushing, you're going too fast. Secondly, bring some snacks and some things with you, particularly like some little squash or something to put in your water, um, because yeah. you need to drink a lot of water. Yeah. And if it's flavored, it's got a little something in it, it makes it a lot easier to get that down you. Um, and the second one, uh, third one, sorry, just have fun. Yeah. Um, you know, enjoy. go out there and enjoy it and experience it for all it's worth. 
um, and make sure that you know every day you wake up with that positive attitude that you're going to yeah. go at it today and you're going to have an amazing time because if you start the day that way nine times out of ten you end the day that way um, and you'll get the most out of your trip it's absolutely amazing you go in there awesome love it um, Stefan's just asked as well actually there we go Stefan I got it right yeah. this time uh, <laughs> bless you is definitely a third one in there, Dave. No, that's good. That's wow. Good. Usually good. it comes in three. Yeah, it? no, no, yeah, no, that, that's all right. <laughs> um, I've done an ice swim, so I'm well aware of the pain. Just wondering, does anyone ever take a dip in Gokyo Lakes? Uh, maybe a silly question. No, mate, no, 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 no question, silly question. I think the guides would advise against it. <laughs> yeah, we, I, honestly, like, it's something that, yeah, I, I probably, I'm, I'm, I'm being told I'm a bit crazy, uh, especially when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, uh, it's definitely worth doing, but on the flip side, on a professional point of view, um, you know, we're always told to look after our bodies with altitude, and I know it, obviously there's benefits to it if you if you if you if you've done it many many times, um, but it's all about you know you don't want to get don't wanna, you want to keep that core temperature high, mm -hmm. and all the guides will always advise against it, um, just because I you know I've seen people ask before about it on the trek. Or have you know maybe go for a swim in the river or things like that, and although it seems like it'd be fun, you know you you're up there to to get to a certain. And obviously, I, I I'm I'm all about the journey. I, I love the journey. But you've got to look after yourself for altitude, and yeah. and you're risking it if you jump in somewhere that's really really cold, that you could uh, your body temperature could drop and you could get ill. I mean, I, I know it would probably be a killjoy year, um, with regards to having fun. But equally, we don't want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> no we don't uh 100 of all the customers we've taken have come back i think they have yeah um touch wood, touch wood. but yeah, they have it's the rewarming i think is the issue yeah. as well because it's not always hot. yeah like it's a cold environment gokyo mm. it's already a quite high altitude you're going to be going up gokyo re the following day mm. i think that if you were going to do something like that yeah. it would have to be a specific expedition to go swim in that lake yeah not as part of a wider yeah. expedition yeah something so you're prepared for the rewarming you're prepared for all of that sort of thing it's not something i would do lightly um if anyone comes near me with ice when i'm at altitude <laughs> that's how the fight starts <laughs> what about some snowball fights uh yeah yeah no oh, yeah, they, yeah they got a bit uh, i tell you what yeah if you want to have a laugh have a snowball fight at four thousand eight hundred meters it's quite tiring <laughs> <laughs> and then he passed out about four times and then you, and the thing is you can't like stop and take your breath because you get a snowball to the face <laughs> that was actually quite fun yeah no no it's it, it's it's a great idea mate i stefan 100 it's um you know it's it's something that um you know generally i say go for um but yeah i'm just just there's that little bit there's that voice telling me don't do it but you know every adults all adults you could do what you want but i think um from a professional level i'd, I'd probably save it um, for another time yeah um see andy's struggling there because he i know secretly, he secretly thinks it's an amazing idea i do i'm thinking if, if he's i'll do it yeah if he sees cold water the first thing he's like should we go in there dude <laughs> you have to be like dude <laughs> but uh but you know you only live once and you know, know it yeah. is up to you exactly um that's my point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no the, the big thing is warming up the big yeah. thing is warming up but any anyone that's on there and uh, over the next um sort of couple of months um yeah, dip your toe in. Let us know how cold it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes actually it's frozen over anyway. So you won't actually be able to go for a swim in it. Yeah. Uh, unless you've got a big axe, you want to crack a hole. Um, um, Sarah Dickinson really needs that question. Actually, okay. Because I started, didn't I? And then I talked um, her up a bit. Do you want me to? Yeah, go for it, mate. Uh, any last minute advice for a trek to BBC in two years? Planning to go in a month. Yeah, you know what? Especially after the, what the last two years has been, go out there, enjoy it. Um, make sure you taper off your training. 
don't uh, uh, you know, we always say leave it like a, a week or two before you go. Just really taper off that train. Your body's not going to have any additional benefits, really. Um, and go out there and enjoy yourself. You've been working hard for this for two years. Why didn't you go two years um, ago? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there, there, there's there's obviously been um, extraordinary reasons why we, you know, we're not being able to travel. And, you know, these are, you know, life's short. Get out there. Live. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, these are the most beautiful parts of the world you'll ever be able to visit. Um, so drink in those moments. Take lots of pictures drink lots of water and um yeah you, you you'll get to have a space camp um yeah i hope you enjoy it as well sarah it's uh yeah look for make sure you um share your pictures when you come back in the group yeah definitely my um only tip which i normally start doing about two weeks three weeks out yeah i start making lists of all my kit yeah that's, that's very good yeah, and then yeah, i yeah. kind of i kind of go over it on a fairly regular basis um and i'm talking like a physical pen and paper list of all my kit yeah and nice. i tick it off once it goes into the bag um and then i start like you know refreshing reading it and reading it and going over it because it makes me not forget things um and then also i'll weigh my bag before i go and if it's stupid i'll start then <laughs> cutting stuff out yeah it, yeah you're right yeah get that list um check it twice bring some bring some power bring some power some power banks yeah um anchor power banks of course uh always the most reliable um uh, tom cold water swimming are you crazy difficult enough to get me in the sea over here <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Grease. He's got a point. Um, he has got it's a point. A man after my own heart. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wherever you go, it's uh, it's, it's good, good to get the hair wet. Do you call him Mr. Grease? Only because he's got a Greek Greek flag there. Oh right, yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, I, haven't, I haven't got my. I didn't just call him. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like that's a that's a bold guess, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Jenny, how much spend would you recommend for EBC? Ah, right. Well, I presume like that's money. always a question which I've been asked five hundred times in my. I always go ah. Because it's yeah, it's, so basically we recommend ten percent of the overall trip cost um, put aside for tips. Um, you can have that put aside yeah. in uh, U.S. dollars or local currency. Um, but generally speaking, I'll start from the beginning. This is how I normally travel <clears> to <throat> Nepal. I've already got my visa in hand. I've already got everything I need, and I've got about one hundred and fifty, two hundred American U.S. dollars in my wallet. Yeah. The reason why is because I know I can spend that and I'll have some small notes, you know, like dollar notes, $10 notes, $20 notes. Yeah. The reason being, I can tip the drivers, I can tip anyone that helps me get into the hotel. And then once I'm there, I'll go straight to an exchange and swap that for Nepalese currency. Um, so I've already got maybe $150 worth of money. I'll probably maybe spend another 150 So maybe I would say 300 pounds, three to 400. That's a lot um if you buy a lot of souvenirs and stuff you'll need it though yes that's a good amount i mean yeah, yeah there, there are plenty of atms in Kathmandu. yeah uh, there are I mean, even the mountains yeah so you know don't think you have to carry like wads of, of cash especially from a security point of view right yeah um you know there are some sort of cards out there like revolut seems really popular at the moment um where you can have a certain amount on your card you know obviously they're, they're more protection with that um uh, people like monzo cards you know that, that there's a lot of that kind of thing at the moment that it's um it's a lot cheaper to draw out money abroad than it, with the mainstream banks you know you don't get um, those fees um i know there's some that are better than others um i'm with nationwide and uh, uh it's always been really good i think I, i've banked with them now for 15 20 years but actually I've, I've opened a revolut account because i've seen people talk about it and i want to test it and see what it's like um so i'll be testing that in south america i'll let you know i get on with with revolut and the other cards nice. and the, the costs for drawing out money in cusco and things like that so i'll report back awesome um let everyone know but yeah in in, in Kathmandu though i i draw out money of atm in, in 
in the um, uh, Nepalese rupee. Yeah. Um, so and I always think just to save a bit of money, don't necessarily think you have to change pounds into dollars to then change into um, rupee, Nepalese rupee, because you're kind of losing out twice there, really. Yeah. Um, with the commission and fees and all that. Um, I'd always personally, if you're going to take money, take pounds and just exchange that. But I know, you know, other people have got dollars, and they want to use them. And that's fine. Definitely. Um, uh, last minute tips for EBC from Bry. Um, of course, what would it say? Uh, last minute tips. <laughs> is it something about getting the beers in? It is. Yeah, yeah, I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> so Leah has asked, what if you need a helicopter? So is this, is this a general or money thing? Uh, no, Leah, yeah, you're right. In terms of like, uh, in terms of how do they get paid and things like that. Yeah, um, certainly uh, most of the helicopter, especially if you do it through, um, you know, do it through us, as in if you need a helicopter down, you know, obviously is it for insurance or is it more that you just want to pay for and get yourself out of there? If it's the latter, um, yeah, they usually take card um, out there uh, because it's it's quite a lot of money. Um, you know, sometimes it can, you know, can be cheap. But we always recommend, um, you know, going through us just so we can manage everything either side. Yeah. Um, you know, historically, just just to be totally honest, we've had Evertrekkers um, finish the trip and then they've got their own helicopter because they got it for a lodge. It's difficult with that because, you know, that helicopter, that they're, they're not controlled by us. It can take you to places that we, we don't know how to look after you. So we always say definitely go through our team. Also, it's the, the it's the price control as well. Exactly. You never know because you guys get ripped off. Yeah, and it, it makes sure that you're going through a legitimate provider. Um, yeah. They're safe. Um, everything's done like a proper business to our standards, and you're not just going with someone who, want of a better word, is winging it. <laughs> rotor in it. A, a rotor in it. Very. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, get yourself in a spin. Um, Stefan, do you put your card ATM Kathmandu draw dollars, draw the local currency, uh, auto default? Yes. All if you if you do it in Kathmandu. Um, even though they, they love dollars over there, their uh, currency that they live by is, is, is rupees. Yeah. So if you put your ATM from the UK, uh, sorry, your, your card um, your, from a UK bank account, um, you can draw rupees out. And that's yeah. quite cool because the denominations are nuts. Yeah, it makes you feel rich. <laughs> they, they are, they are, yeah, because of the, the exchange and uh, what, what was it? It's roughly about 140, 140 rupee to a pound at the moment. You see, you, you know this type of detail. This is the type of thing that I never know. And I don't on the detail. Like. I, I think I'm perhaps wrong here. I'm miles off. I never no. worry about exchange rates. I just don't care. I go to the first place it gives me my money and I, I just exchange <laughs> it. And I just like, I don't worry about it. But then I, I think maybe I'm ripping myself off. But I don't know. Uh, Leah's yeah. talking about money. So yeah, with, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. So <laughs> with, with the helicopter fee, so there's yeah. obviously two reasons you might get it, as Andy said. The first one is if you need a medical helicopter, then it's going to come under your insurance. So the first thing you need to do is let your insurance company know you needed the helicopter. You need to have visited a doctor to get everything signed off and they'll pay yeah. for the helicopter. It's done directly between you, your insurance and them. Yeah. If it's something that you want to join Chopper Club and just get a lift down, um, that's not going to be covered by your insurance and you need to pay that probably using your bank card once you land. Um, and yeah. it'll all be sorted like that. It's like paying for a taxi with a bank card. Exactly, exactly. It's nice, it's good Good questions around the helicopters because it's not something that comes up very often. No, um, you well, know, it's well, very they, rare. They, they go, go up a lot. Wow. Yeah, uh, evacuation best. is not uh, something that comes up very often, but it does happen with helicopters. Yeah. Um, you know, heli-evac. Uh, but they are um, controlled and, you know, we've got the 
processes in place to make sure that if, if you need to get down, we'll get you down. Yeah. Safety is always number one. Um, yeah. You know, we, we sort of yips in the butts. We, we just get it sorted. Um, with the team that we got in, in, in Nepal, um, you know, it's very well run. And, you know, the, the helicopter companies are, um, you know, essentially partners of ours. So we, you know, we, we know that we can we can get you down if needed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good question. Right, what we got? We got oh, we got a couple more minutes. Um, I think just to kind of round off today, then really, yeah, because we've covered a lot. But just going back to um, <laughs> literally the bare necessities, um, we couldn't resist putting the pun. But it's you know when it comes to your first time trekking um, or your first time on altitude, I think just the fact that you're getting out there and doing an adventure is is something to be proud of, and, and getting out there and, and testing yourself and challenging yourself. Whatever you do, you're going to have a great time. Um, you know, if you if if you if you're on here, if you're watching this, then clearly you're in the right place. You know, you're in the right community about pushing yourself and going for a challenge. So whatever trek you do, you're going to do great. Um, whatever trek you do, yeah, you that, that was accidental. Yeah, no, I like that. No. He's a, he's, Andy is a he's an expert marketer, even subconscious. <laughs> subconscious. Joel, any tips on what boots you guys wearing? I recommend. I can't think. Not off the top of my head. Uh, he's sitting there with his. Um... Bingo card. Uh, honestly, Joe, I would personally go for the, <laughs> the camo croc. Uh, the real, like, is literally like, so that's like on your way up Ooh, to like hey, Namchi. Wow, yeah, sorry, mate. And this <laughs> this here is when you're going up like Kalapata, stuff like that. Professionally. Um, Main little Bhutans, of course. Oh, yeah, you, you, you can also use them if you want. You can also use them. Um, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. yeah any, any last words for you, Dave? Um, I think, today? yeah, for any of you guys looking to. Um, going on an adventure and you know i know a lot of the people who don't watch this live catch it on youtube i think if there's one thing i yeah. would say is if you're planning on going on an adventure honestly it'll be the best thing you can ever do it'll change your life um have courage be kind and don't give up exactly nice couldn't have said it better myself right well thanks very much guys um yeah we'll be back uh, next week um and then uh, we will um yeah we're heading off to peru so yeah it could be a couple of weeks with just dave one of the team uh, but I'll be making sure I get lots of uh, video footage. Know, and... Yeah. Oh. He knows. <laughs> gonna see Padman Bear, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where am I gonna? Is he Peruvian? He's Peruvian. Is he? Uh, well, it's based in Peru. Is it? Unless he's, he's in I London. Am... Uh, who am I thinking of then? Paddington Bear. No, no, no. Uh, who's the guy with. This has completely got me off topic now. Yeah. Let's carry on with this. Let's carry on with this. We'll, we'll, we'll find out who lives in Peru and is a bear. I'm sure it's a famous bear, but if maybe... we if we hang fire for a few seconds, <laughs> I, I almost to... want to type it in because my mind has gone blank. But to any other trackers that are still on, who's the famous bear from Peru? Wellington boots. I'm trying to think, um, it could be Wellington spectacled bear. bear. There's a lot nope. of them in Peru. No, it's a cartoon character. Um, Dave, we can find. What out. did you know about Paddington? He's from the Andes, maybe. Peruvian. Maybe, See, he's maybe, Peru maybe he is. See, Paddington's Peruvian. See, Paddington, I never knew that. Mate, this is the detail. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I wonder if he's I'll see you then. Dave, you've got me confused. I wonder if he's a spectacled bear. There we go. What I told you was Paddington. Oh, that's my afternoon shot. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, no, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. And um, anything you need, let us know. Don't forget. If you are, um, if you joined the recent competition and you want to book on, uh, I think you've got about another week or so to get yourself and use the discount. Um, if you had any of the runner-up codes, um, get yourself booked in. But if not, we'll um, see you soon. Take it easy. Bye. Deepest, darkest Peru is from.
Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go